Hi, Talk To Me listeners. This week, Matty B is back. His exams are all done and he's decided to grace us with his presence with one last episode before Christmas. We'll be taking a bit of a break over the Christmas season after this episode, but we would still love to hear from you. Leave us a review and let us know what you think, or even let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss. Our contact info is in the episode description. Merry Christmas and enjoy the episode. You know what I mean? You know, that's exactly I I really this semester um this semester was really eye-opening to me to realize that I feel like our education system is a little broken. And I feel like there needs to be more of a practical aspect to the way we teach people. Right. Like not necessarily you don't need to learn the processes, but like let's maybe focus on the processes that actually matter. Like I took this finance class. Now I don't have my mark back yet, and I hope that teacher doesn't listen to this, or else <laughs> that'll be uncomfortable and awkward. But yeah. you know his test, like he was like he's probably he's an older guy, but he he teaches finance and doesn't use a financial calculator. He teaches all of his formulas and everything long form. So you got to learn how to do all the equations to calculate like inflation and the time value of money and net present value of that investment and all that kind of stuff. Just longhand, the the CCA, the tax shield and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, we have software and calculators that can calculate this in a heartbeat. And you want to do this old school for some reason. And yet it was like, I get it, but it's like... It's just not practical in any way. It's not happening. It's like when you're a kid and they say, you know, you're not going to have a calculator with you all the time. And then we all grew up and decided to carry calculators with us all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I literally have a calculator on my phone. I can calculate anything I need to. And whatever you want. Yeah, it's true. uh, I have the world's information in my pocket. That's the thing. Intelligence is not ability to memorize because... We should build. We should live our lives in the way that we literally have access to the entirety of human knowledge at the push of a button. Yeah. So let's stop trying to memorize dumb stuff, exactly. and let's start trying to work with the information. You know what I mean? That's how I and feel. So, man. I agree, but to an extent, because at the same time, like, I think, you know, like, uh, like a freshman, one hundred level finance class should make you learn all the formulas like how they all work and, and understand them in depth so that when you get to the next level and you have to work with it, you understand the, the logic behind it. Do you know what I mean? I've dealt with... 100%. I, I do believe you need to know the process. Yeah. When you're a fourth-year I mean, like, student... To know it, to know it cold no. enough because... I, yeah, not a fourth-year student. No, yeah, that's, that's what it was. It was a fourth-year yeah. class. Oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. You should exactly. be able to. You should have that number and you should, or knowledge, and you should just be able to work with the info. And you'd lose I've, marks I've worked with if people, you didn't do it. Yeah, I work with people who just don't like. You know, we don't do super complicated formulas at work. But the kind of person who's like, well, I don't want to know how this works. I just want to know, like, do I add this number here? Or do I take it away from here? And it's like, I can tell you that right now. But next time, it might be a little different. And the common sense of it is much more useful because then you can figure it out no matter what happens. Do you know what I mean? And it's like frustrating totally. for you when I have people who are like, well, I don't want to know how it works. I just want to know what I do. And it's like, nope, that's just not going to be, that's just doesn't, that's not intelligent enough for the way you need to do this. You yeah. Know? Well, and <laughs> this guy, it was kind of funny because one of the things he was also talking about was like, 
an accountant's role in their client's life. Yeah. They made it sound like the accountant was going to get drugged to the bank to like help pitch the bank on why they should give their client a loan. Gosh, that's... And I was like, I just don't think that's realistic. Like, no, that never you tell me how often, Unless Eric, it's like a see... big fish. Yeah, <laughs> like, but even If the accountant then... came in, I'd be like, either this is family or this must be a real lucrative <laughs> account for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just thought to myself, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know all of the inner workings of the partner in my firm or the managers, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure none of them have ever had to go to the bank for a meeting to help their to help one of our clients get a loan. Um, or, you know, anything like that. So I just thought like, he's like, yeah, as accountants, you really need to know how to calculate this stuff in case your clients need you go to the bank with them. And I was like, I'm pretty sure my clients are capable of doing this themselves. Yeah. Like that's why we give them financial statements. And if they say, send an email to the accountants, they send me X, Y, and Z and they send it to me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, we need to know what their inventory turnover ratio is or whatever it might be. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. But like, we're not holding their hand through the process of getting funding for their company. Ironically, though, I think in in the financial planning side, it would be more useful to have your accountant more readily available. It's funny that he said loans because he's talking corporate finance, but it's like, yeah. no, the information you provide is just, just send it to us and then figure it out. Exactly. But on the other side, where you're doing financial planning and trying to figure out, like, well, should I invest my money this way or this way to be most tax efficient? I can see how having real-time access where you need... Do you know what I mean? Where as you're sort of workshopping different scenarios where it's nice to have someone who knows the taxes. But yeah, for a loan, that's dumb. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, sorry. Next time you tell him to call me. Yeah, you bet. Cat. I'll be like, hey, look. Give him my card. My buddy, say, hey, I got a commercial banker a here, deal. actually. If you could talk to him about your theories about how many times accountants come to the office, that'd be great. <laughs> i just i think what it was a a strong realization from university was i had a teacher like that and then on the other side of the spectrum i had a teacher who was actually a couple months younger than me oh wow who was teaching assurance which for those that don't know assurance is kind of like you're assuring the shareholders and possibly creditors to a company that there's no it's called material misstatements, but really what you're trying to say is like the company is in good enough health that or you're giving them a, a good enough idea of how the company is doing financially so that they can make a decision as to whether or not to invest further or to pull their money out or whatever they might want to do. Um, and he was he was 29 and he had been working or he had worked at a firm a very large firm called KPMG, for those that don't know. He built KPMG? No, he didn't build. I said he worked there. Oh, oh, he worked Come there. on, he's 29. Like, how old KPMG is this guy? KPMG's yeah. been around forever. <laughs> Anyways, you know, KPMG, he, which is the, I believe, the largest firm in the world. It's one of the big five big ones. Well, like KPMG, it actually PricewaterhouseCooper, Deloitte. It, it consumed the, uh, the fifth. So they took oh, okay. over the fifth, which I don't even know what the fifth was anymore. But KPMG, I believe, took them. And so now they're at the top. So there's KPMG, Ernst & Young, PricewaterhouseCooper, and Deloitte. And they are mm-hmm. the big four within the right. world. So anyways, um, the reality is 
he's worked in the field. He's got a lot of practical knowledge. And he comes in and he is just talking from a practical perspective, not just from this theoretical garbage of, well, you know, if you run into this problem that no one ever does, you know, like just very practical thinking, um, very upfront and honest about like what you actually need to focus on knowing and what you don't. He even kind of like dabbled into some stuff that I thought, I don't want to say it was questionable, but he, he talked about even like the philosophy within accounting, which is like commercialism versus professionalism, where it's like you want to do the best job as you can as an accountant, but at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to overdo it because it's going to cost you money. Interesting. You know, and he's like, uh... yeah, like there is that there is that kind of aspect to it where it's like, yeah, we want to do our best job, but at the same time, you know, we got to turn a profit. Yeah, and so at a certain point, you're, you're devoting too much time to an account that's not going to give you that much income, and so you gotta, which is just realistic. I mean, it's it's maybe a hard thing to hear, it, and it's I like that though because oftentimes, you know, when you're stuck in the ivory tower, it's kind of like this isn't how the real real world works. You almost need professors yeah. to either have side projects or be actively. I lost you. I don't know what happened to you. There you go. You're back. Nope. No, you're gone. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Sir, I don't know where I got cut off, but I was No, just you saying. were saying you you need professors who have side projects. Yeah. So they don't lose touch with the way things happen. Because I bet it happens really quick. Not that they're not competent and smart people, but it's just when you're not seeing the way things go day to day, you start to, I don't know, think of things in, in a box as opposed to the way things actually happen, right? So Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I, I just noticed a stark difference. And then, you know, it's funny. I took probably the, what was I was told was the hardest class in the accounting major at TRU, um, which is advanced financial accounting. God name mine. It's no big deal. Uh, <laughs> if you guys need tutoring, let me know. Comes yeah. at a cost. No big deal. But uh, <laughs> we'll get you covered. All right. Get you. We'll get you an A minus. Just like. You need an account. It's called Matt Bullock uh, Accounting Services, eh? Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the fact is, is that like that guy got a CGA, but I, from what I've been told has never put in an hour of time at a firm Oh, because he's for always a CGA, been in the you didn't have to. Oh, right. You can earn that just by doing the schoolwork. You don't have to have articling. And so his time. only accounting knowledge is from a textbook. And wow. so it's like, man, he's you not have even that teaching realistic You have realistic that mark back stuff. already, right? So yeah. You could talk all the Yeah, that guy can cram wanted. it. <laughs> uh you know no he's actually he's not a bad guy i just don't think he liked me but i don't know yeah. why anyways fact doesn't is like you i'm real a nice life guy all right he likes likes ivory ivory tower accounts that's you know? maybe that might have been it because i definitely <laughs> spoke from things from a far more practical perspective but you know the fact is, is that when you have teachers like that like it just doesn't help the student because all you're doing is teaching them from a textbook you're not teaching them anything that they're going to encounter in real life so you like, get these green you know, young accounting students who all they know is textbook knowledge, which not to say that textbook knowledge is useless in accounting, but it's definitely not as beneficial as like actual accounting knowledge. Yeah. Like it's what, one of those things where it's like you realize as soon as you get into the workforce for a couple of years, anyone who's in a technical job, you know, even even trades, I bet, you know, I, I'm, I say even trades because I've never actually had that experience, but it's like you realize that, man, Technical knowledge is valuable, but there's really, in a lot of ways, no replacement for just doing it. 
for just experience. Yeah. And having done that thing before a few times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's exactly it. And I, I just think that there's um so needless to say, I, I won't can continue belaboring the point, but it's just more the fact that it's it was such a stark contrast between a young guy who had been in the workforce like recently compared to the guy who clearly hasn't been doing it for the past thirty years and all he knows is theoretical you know stuff yeah you know like, and i know most universities do encourage their faculty to have outside projects and yeah but and this guy I guess is if like you don't have one you don't have one but he is certified to the max like he's got his uh master's in education he's got a cpa he's got a cfa um the cfa too yeah the oh yeah holder? he's got a little bit of everything man and yet yeah. it's like dude you just don't have any practical knowledge to teach people so right, right. It was disappointing in that sense, but you know, is what it is. Yeah, so, I guess so hey. So you're done that semester. You're back yes, in um, Williams Lake. Back in the and saddle. And when do you? I'm assuming the firm you normally work for is shut down for the winter. It sure and, is not. Back at oh. work already, bro. Are you really? Yeah, man. It's uh, gonna squeeze in a quick, quick week of shifts, and then uh, we actually take a two week break, which is kind of nice. Nice. So go. that's why I was like, well, I should probably not be a lazy sack and actually go to work for five days rather than take three weeks off. Well, I don't know. You're working for five days and taking two weeks off. I don't yeah, think well, that really you know. gets any better. <laughs> but then it's it's the accountant crunch time, right? Dude, January exactly to it. January to April. Just like who's Maddie B? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's where you know. It's where you see the the true nature of humanity comes out during that, <laughs> that stressful time, you know? Oh, goodness. So, yeah, I guess so, eh? Yeah. Are you yeah. still at that same firm? I thought you were switching, maybe. No, dude. No, 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 no. Don't be putting out rumors like that. Yeah, and so he said, you said your managing partner was the stupidest person. That you... <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's uh, still the same firm. He's a good guy, you know? Um Really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. I came back. You know, that assurance class really changed a lot for me. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't even, I'm not even familiar with that term, to be honest. Assurance. It sounds so interesting. When people say the word assurance, typically what people understand it as is auditing. Oh, I see. And 99% of people hate auditors because, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, the auditors worst. can kind of be dicks. No, they but, are. Have a hard job. But at the same time, it's just that they have to be incredibly thorough. And most people don't like being thorough because it means that it makes them work. And so, yeah. So needless to say, I, I really enjoyed assurance. I really am looking forward to Oh, you're going to gonna be an auditor? I'm really oh, my gosh. I told you, the dream is to be the CRA auditor and audit oh you my every God. The year. The CRA auditor? No, I'm just kidding. You just love it when people don't love when you're around like Dude, oh, if i was geez. a cra auditor i promise you anything you were ever involved with i would make sure that you oh, were at the top goodness. of the list i believe it i believe it i'd be like oh terrence williams <laughs> is involved in this company yeah you're auditing them every year gst we're auditing you know every expense everything, account we're everything. putting all of our resources into this dirt bag we're gonna find something and make them pay tax <laughs> i so, believe it i don't even doubt in handcuffs i feel like that's what the scare does they, they go for the low-hanging fruit, don't they? They don't want the big fish. They want the easy win, and I'm an easy win. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's hard reeling in the marlin, all right? I'll go trout fishing. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I mean, I really had a good time with it, and it's it's actually given me a bit of a new lease on, on accounting a little bit. And so, 
Are you um, done school portion? Just articling now, or you got no, another semester? No, you know what? I have one more class that I'm going to do in January and February. Are you going to do it on campus? No, I'm going to do it in, uh, like, what do you call it? By distance. like uh, Correspondence, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do that while I work. And then, uh, then I get March and April off, and then I f- have to finish up like the, the major stuff. When you say off, you're still going to work, though, right? Yeah, of course, of course. I, <laughs> okay. I just get it off from school, which will be nice, right. even though it's like the craziest time of year for us. But it's going to be nice to be able to come home and not have to do schoolwork do on top of it. Yeah. So in that sense, it'll be great. But anyways, let's let's get off the school t- talk for a little bit here. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a student anymore. I haven't been. No? Being a student sucks. Oh, yeah, you're done now, eh? Yeah, man. Dude, what kind of hobbies did you pick up after finishing your cfa well, let me tell you i made myself a giant batch of eggnog last week nice I'm enjoying that me and uh we had a uh, britney's family's christmas this weekend and everyone said oh yeah we'll totally try your eggnog carrot but me and britney's dad pushed through it had quite a bit of rum in it but we pushed through <laughs> and we didn't finish it all <laughs> i'm gonna oh, have to try man. and finish it later this week but so that's one thing I like. I like making eggnog, and so I don't think I'll make any more this season because it just doesn't. Nobody, nobody likes it. Everyone's too healthy nowadays. Let me ask you. See, here's the thing: if I could live closer to you, I would dust eggnog with you all bloody day, dude. That'd be like, awesome. Oh my gosh, I love eggnog, but I know it's like that stuff takes years off your life. Like, there's no way that stuff's good for you. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's like true though. It's tough. Dog, I drink you know? it. Like, it's by the time you get you. to the bottom, yeah, you're just kind of like, what have I done? Yeah, I swear there I is like smoking meth, and then drinking eggnog <laughs> right beneath it for what takes the most years off your life. It's a Absolutely. silent killer. Oh, it's a little more socially more acceptable. Oh, but you just you know making my eggnog sound terrible. Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying your eggnog. I'm saying eggnog in general. But you know, here's yeah. the thing. You know, typically the stuff that tastes the best is usually the worst for you. Right. You know, I yeah, had a friend who, when trying to get me to work out and eat healthy with him, said to me, if it tastes good, spit it out, because it's probably <laughs> not good for you, you know? At least he owns it uh, yeah. Owns it right at the front, hey? Yeah. Jeez. So doesn't have to pretend. I mean, that's just, I think that's just the reality of, it's too of bad. just but, yeah. eating and drinking, is that if it tastes good, it it's probably not doing any good for you. Oh, well, except for fruits. Fruits are good. Yeah, well... There's a lot of yeah, sugar. but how many people go crazy about fruit compared to like a tasty slice of pizza? Yeah, that's true. I can't survive on fruits. I could survive on pizza. Dude. I think. You know, people <laughs> who say that you can't eat pizza every day, like it's like, what are you talking about? You could do I it. Could, I would get sick. Bro, of it I could never get sick of pizza. I just care about my body a little bit more. I think is that could be it. <laughs> could be it. My um, general health. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta make sure I don't eat too much pizza so I can keep drinking eggnog. <laughs> Oh, that's oh Trade man, off. dude, eggnog, dude. You ever thought to get into like the eggnog business at all? I wonder how hard that would be to get into that. Uh, Doesn't seem like a good business. Space. Into. No, I don't. I don't think so. It'd be seasonal tea. You wouldn't have to do it year round. I know that's the thing that would be tough. I think you just mess it up and then. What if you just sold oh, homemade eggnog like and you like made it almost like it was homemade uh, moonshine? You know, it's oh, like you don't want to. Like the you don't black want to market go up against big dairy though. Big black dairy market of up, uh, yeah. of dairy, you know. Big dairy, they they probably got the mafia. Oh, uh, look, Russia. Big dairy, it's not to be trifled with. You try to undercut big dairy though, yeah. they'll they'll clean your clock. Okay, T, I got some <laughs> stuff we got to get out before I forget it a second time here. 
Okay, go for it. Dude, this is what I want to talk about today. I want okay. to talk about to people who, I hope you hear this before the end of the year, but maybe you won't. At least one of these things you can do after the year for the first 60 days of 2018 or 2019. But I want to talk about encouraging people to get financially smart at the end of the year. Mm. Now, well, look at you go. One of the biggest things that people undervalue, but you'll notice it a lot at the end of the year, is donations. Oh, yeah. So I just had a conversation with a friend uh, earlier today, actually, about donations. He was, you know, inquiring as to whether or not donations are beneficial from an accounting perspective and that sort of thing. And, you know, I kind of explained to him, you know, your first $200 of donations to a registered charity, you get 15% uh, as a tax credit, which equals 30 bucks. You know, not a big deal. But anything over $200, it bumps up to 29%. So it kind of encourages Ooh. you to give more than $200 a year. So the idea is that you get a tax credit, which helps lower any tax payable. And it's a huge reason why you see a lot of charities make big pushes in December because people feel typically more generous around the holidays but also they're trying to help lower their taxes that they know are coming for the next yes. spring. So And they get Christmas bonuses and things like that. Yeah, you for money. You have more you money. They have a little more, you know, change kicking around so you you feel a little more generous. You feel like you can, you know, these people could use a little more than me, whatever it might be, right? So anyways, I just want to encourage people that if you think you might have some taxes coming your way next spring um one of the best ways you can do it is find a registered charity they're really not hard to find i'm sure if you ask any one of your friends or family members they probably donate to one um you know i myself am a i'm not a huge donator every year but i also don't have a lot of income to be giving away um and so you know but i, I would definitely encourage people like go find a charity even if it's a small amount just know that those first two hundred dollars uh, it's a 15% um, tax credit. Anything over that is 29%. Um, and, you know, it it may not, you know, save you a ton of tax, but it'll save you a little bit. You yeah. Know? And There you uh, go. And it's, it's a good thing to do. I mean, I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, anyways. It's, it's a good thing to do. I'm not going to tell point. you what to do with your money, but I think that it's, it's a positive way to... Uh, to help the world we live in, and, and it'll, I guarantee it'll make you feel good, no matter what. You you will feel good and about if, doing it. If you really question it, think of it this way. You could give your money to your favorite charity, or you could not give your money to your favorite charity and pay 29 cents for every dollar to Justin Trudeau. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way to look and at you it. You don't right? want to do that. Dude. And <laughs> the other part, too, you know, you may not think that you owe tax next year, and that's fine, but the best part about donations, you can actually roll them forward for up to five years. So only five, yeah, up to five. So if you want to put in small amounts, maybe it's I don't know five hundred dollars a year. Um, you know, you you slowly build it up, and then once you decide to add it or put it towards your your taxes owing after five years, you know, you could have say twenty five hundred dollars, and then it's still only the first two hundred that only gets taxed at fifteen. It's not two hundred from every year. It's just that first two hundred, oh, and then you'd have say $2,300 that would all get credited at 29%. So, you know, just things to think about. Can you household your donations? Like, can I, can Brittany claim my donations or vice versa? 
That's a good question. I believe most tax software, because let's be honest, that's what most people are using. Even if you go to an accountant, they're using some sort of software. It typically optimizes it so that it goes to the person who needs it most or it's going to be of most benefit to. So we can though. So I can yes. just because the tax receipt says Tarek doesn't mean Brittany can't claim right. it. Right. You can't can interchange it between your spouse. You and nice. your spouse. Yeah. Good to know. If yep. one of you is more generous than the other, you might still get the tax benefits. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And so the other thing I wanted to talk to people about was RRSPs. Oh, Maddie, you got a public service. You got semester I know, down, right? and now here's, you're just going through all the things the thing. everybody's got to do. I know this isn't going to be the most exciting thing to you, hey. but I do want to encourage hey, people that's to all be right. smart. That's all right. you know, hey, this is uh, RRSPs for our international listeners are a strictly Canadian program. Exactly. <laughs> it's a registered retirement savings plan. And so the beauty of these things is you actually get a pretty decent deduction uh, when you contribute to these things each year, you know, if you guys know what your notice of assessment is, it's the fancy little paper that the government sends to you at the end, after your taxes have been filed every year. And on the very last page, it actually tells you what your contribution room is, it tells you how much you can actually donate or not donate, uh, contribute to your RRSPs each year. And, you know, it's, it's there for you. It's going to grow a little, um, interest over the years and hopefully you know if you contribute to it continuously over the next 50 years when you decide to retire uh, there's going to be enough there That's that you can live off safe. of it yeah and now the key is the government doesn't actually tax it at the beginning they're going to get their tax later on when you're pulling it out and so when you put it in to your rsp whether it's through a bank or an independent um what do you want to call those financial advisor there you go um uh, you know, regardless of who you put it through, uh, it'll you'll get the tax break now, and then they're going to get their little chunk at the end. But you'll most likely be in a lower uh, tax bracket by then because you're retired. Yeah, exactly. And you're not really pulling it all out at once either. You're going to pull no, out true. just what you need. So that so, money gets to grow then. So you invest it, and it gets to grow without the government taxing it every year. It just kind of compounds and compounds and compounds and. Now, something that I notice a lot is a lot of young people don't think to do this. And most of you probably work for an employer that might even match a portion of it. Mm, you know, that's true. Most people will match, you know, it might be 2%, it might be 5%, whatever it might be. Uh, and so I would definitely encourage you to talk to your employers uh, before December 31st if you get a chance to say, hey, is there a matching program for RRSPs? And even if there isn't, Maybe it'll put a bug in your ear. Maybe they might be like, you know what? That would be a good idea. It might be a good incentive to have for our current employees or future employees. Um, it is, yeah. And, and if, if you, you're looking at a new job, really, that's a good question to ask your your potential employer is, okay. hey, how do you help our uh, your employees save for retirement? Totally. And, you yeah. know, you got to think, it doesn't have to be a ton. I literally give $25 every pay period. It's not a lot of money, but I also don't and, make a ton of money. And but then the employer matches it? Well, they don't match it 100%, but they match a portion of it. Okay. The fact is, I don't give a ton, but, you know, as soon as I start making more money, you better believe I'll be giving more into it. And the idea behind it is that it will grow to an extent for you when you need it. Uh, probably, at, I, I don't want to say your lowest, but definitely at a point where you're not going to be making as much money, most likely. And I think a that lot is... of young people don't realize this yeah and and that's the thing you know these are some big questions and some big planning things uh the the nice thing is too as you're young what i like about it 
is um, the tax the tax break you get. So if you want to get a big tax refund come April after you do your taxes, that's how you do it. You contribute to um, your RRSP. And I guess a simple way to think of it is right now, if you make 100 grand a year, just for round numbers, if you contribute 20 grand to your RRSP, it looks like to the government that you only made 80 grand and that's what you pay taxes on. So you get a huge refund because they charge taxes at 100 grand that you made the actual amount you made all year. Right. And so that's yeah. nice to just get that, that, that nice check in April. You could probably talk about effective ways of spending that money, not big screen TVs and trips to the <laughs> <laughs> and golf trips. Yeah. But it's nice because it's money in your pocket that you already paid in taxes that you didn't know you were going to get back. So that's great. And you're setting yourself up to, to have some income when you retire eventually. And it's important to start early and, and get yourself a planner if you have some more detailed questions because it is money that's harder to access. So you're not going to want to pull money out of the RFP before retirement. So it's maybe not the greatest place if you're thinking of it as a short-term option. Exactly. And, you yeah. know, the nice part is it's out of sight, out of mind. So you're not going to think about spending it if you can't really access it easily. And so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of benefits to your RSPs. There's fancy things like home buyer's plans where you can, you know, I won't bore you guys with the details of that, but you can basically borrow from your RSPs for down payments on a house and then pay it back within a 10-year period and stuff like that. So That's what Brittany and I did. Yeah, exactly. And it's what a lot of young people do who, you know, don't have the capital to just straight up go and put a down payment and buy a house. And so, you know... It's it's something I, I would strongly encourage everyone to think about at least. And, and you do have till was it the February twenty eighth? You have until contribute. the last day of February, or it might even be the first day of March. It's just sixty days, it's however the first that works 60 out. Sixty days of two thousand and nineteen you'll have until you can make those contributions. So go down to your local bank, say to them, Hey, you know, I was listening to a podcast and I heard these two guys talking about RRSPs. And I'm curious about opening one. Even if you put in ten bucks, like who cares? It get just, it started. Just get Start started somewhere. with something. Yeah. And then you can Any even bank. talk to them about making monthly contributions. So they just draw it right out of your bank account. And yeah, if you only feel comfortable with giving ten dollars a month, that's fine. It's something. You know, something. just start with something and start growing it. And and that's the key. Cool. Damn, Maddie. You got anything else Anyways, to teach us about? Scold just, us about? I just get fired up about helping people save money. But also be smart with the money. And let me tell you, once those refunds start coming in April, my man Tarek here is going to tell you about how to invest in the stock market. Okay? There you go. That's I what we're going to get into, yes. all right? But, <laughs> you know, you got the next three months to, to enjoy. Anyways, T, um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to talk about. You don't want to educate us about any other uh, financial... <laughs> now that you're back from accounting school, Dude, I'm just got fired all these, up. All these nuggets of wisdom for us, hey? Bro, I learned a bit on tax. That's where I learned all my RSP stuff. Oh, good for you. I learned. You know what's wild? How do we not learn all this stuff in school? At least at a Dude, high level. This is what. This is where public education. I mean, we've had this rant before about what's wrong with public education, but this is I'm exactly thinking. what's wrong. Is like, hey man, teach people how to do an RSP or like why do how to we, deal with a credit card or how to especially you know, like when people are going through the non like, back when we were in high school, at least when I was, they called it pure math and applied math. Yeah, and one was just the harder and one was the easier math. It's like especially if someone's like I'm going through easier math because they don't like math but they have to take something. Teach them how to do taxes, how RSPs work. Oh That's what you should teach them. 
not how to I don't know. Do you know what I mean? They've made this choice avoid more difficult math because they know it's something that they're not good at and they don't want to pursue. So don't teach them how to find the area of the inside of a triangle. This last semester, I literally learned how to calculate RRSP contribution room. Yeah. It's just wild. I know this weekend we were hanging out and it was Brittany's sister was here and we were discussing her pension and I I always try to talk to, you know, her and like, hey, are you making sure you're taking advantage of any employer match stuff? Do you know where your pension's at? taxis i told her about donating some money before year end because you know you got till the end of yeah. february for your rrsps but you don't for donations so get no, some donations in this year first she, she makes good money she pays a lot of taxes might as well donate some of that money yeah. and not pay as much taxes and so but she's so annoyed she's like i don't know why they didn't learn this in school she's smart competent would have been able to learn it but that's not something we teach and so she's just got to sort of wade through it now as an adult and it's kind of weird i don't know why we don't but Oh, you know, it is, the amount it is of people I know that are even older than me and are so uninformed about how to do this stuff. And it's like, I might be in the exact same position if I didn't work in the field of accounting. Exactly. And so I just think, you know, I, I feel like it's our duty, T, to, to tell everyone um, how they can be, you know, best maximizing their financial success currently and how it can benefit them later on down the line yeah so, exactly. you know I'm, I'm trying to think what else i learned learned yeah. about statistics statistics sucks by the way guys yeah uh, i can tell you that much it's not the same as like paying attention to the stats of your favorite sports team that's for darn sure um what else did i take is that really what you thought statistics was gonna no, be absolutely not but i definitely was hoping because of how much i love sports that there was going to be some level of common ground where I would be able to appreciate like sports statistics in this statistics class. And sports that statistics just, are like really simple though, right? Oh, They're not yeah. like it's basically yeah. percentages and probabilities. That's yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. But I'm thinking of what else there was. Uh, what else did I take? T. Yeah, finance, know, insurance, advanced stats, tax. That's all I. That's all I took, guys. Taxes. You ready to do my taxes yet or what? Dude, if you pay me, yeah. Why do I have to pay you? You're not even a CPA yet. Actually, I don't think I'm allowed to accept payment, but here's the thing. I'll make you a deal. I'll do your taxes if you manage my portfolio. Okay. How much money you got in your portfolio? I mean, like, basically none. But as soon as I build up some capital to put into my portfolio... Got your back, you Jack. I'll just it. tell you what to invest in. No, no, you have to do it for me. You're my investor. Okay. All right, I'll do that's it like for you. That's like me telling you, I'll just tell you how to do your taxes. Like, well, no, I was going to walk you through it. <laughs> no, or, I, I can walk you through it. Don't give me uh, this. That would be okay, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I, <laughs> it's all, as long as I it gets done to, right. I need to manage my money for me, T. Oh, geez. Okay. I'm happy to do it. That's a good deal. It's a good trade-off. Perfect. I feel like, yeah, we could. I do my own taxes it. right now. But I'm not convinced I'm doing it right. Dude, send, it, <laughs> send your stuff my way. I'm sure I can make it. Well, I don't know that I'm going to get you like a bigger refund or anything like that. I don't know that What's people that really care about hearing this from us. But, okay, fair you enough. know, fact is, ladies and gentlemen, go get your taxes done properly. If you no, don't feel no. like you ladies can do it Ladies and gentlemen, yourselves. buy TurboTax. If you just make regular income from a job, it's true. you make some donations. You could probably get by with TurboTax. I could, you know, there's some other things going on this year that I might want some help with, but yeah, yeah. we can go over that stuff. I got no problem talking to you about talking about some of your 
how to how to handle all that money that you have. Yeah, exactly. That's my problem. Oh, <laughs> it's more man. like how do I how do I hide all these debts from my wife? Right? Dude. <laughs> Dude, how do I carry this wallet when it's so full of money? You know, yeah, is that what they my arm you? gets tired and my leg gets sore from walking around with this wallet in my pocket. You know? Yeah, when do they teach you in accounting school? Like this is how you avoid paying taxes in Canada. This is how you avoid paying taxes in the United States. And these are the countries you can flee to where they don't have extradition. Not quite, but you know, we do learn a little bit about the world economics of things like the impacts when a guy like Donald Trump lowers the corporate tax rates throughout the United States and how much that can become an appealing factor to companies based out of Canada that might want to jump the border and run their operations out of there so that they pay less tax. And the pressure sense. it then puts on like countries like Canada to then lower yeah. their tax rates to yeah stay competitive with the world market. And so it gets kind of scary on a, on a global level. I mean, most people could care less, but it, it can have a global effect that you go, wait, what the heck is going on? Why is our economy tanking? And it's because of, you know, other people kind of undercutting the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's the United States. They're just so big. Whenever they do things, everybody's affected. That's you the know? thing. That's the problem. When you have these countries that can really, you know, shift the entire balance just by making some choices that really just benefit themselves and their their yeah. people, it, it can really affect. Uh, yeah. Affect a lot well, that's, of us. That's a good point too. You know, our worlds are so interconnected, but each country makes decisions that are best for themselves, yeah. which you can't blame them for doing. But that, you know, yeah. Totally true. Anyways. Okay. Well, stock buddy, talk, I mean, it's Christmas it time. It's stock talk. We. This oh, sorry. Time, what do you want to whole... talk about Christmas? Oh, I was just saying, it's Christmas time. We're just wishing. I'm just wishing our fans a Merry Christmas. We're taking yeah. a break after this week for at least till after New Year's. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, and so just want to wish our fans a Merry Christmas, um, Happy New Year, enjoy time with family. Um, that's what Christmas is about: spending time with family. That's not true. It's it's about presents and. It's about big green trees, men in red suits, flying animals. <laughs> who you ever think about this? Let me ask you: Is Santa a slave owner? No, elves. What do elves not... get for compensation, T? That's a good question. Yeah, I guess. Have you ever seen one of their T fours? Hmm? A good point. I don't know. Is uh? Are hey, elves slaves that we gonna... don't just? Dare We're just okay with it. I was gonna say is uh, I don't know is uh. A person who owns cattle, a slave owner, because elves aren't human. <laughs> Wait, are they? Are you just stepping in on elf rights? I know, rights? right? I'm just really Dude, elf rights matter, all right? Uh, Come on, now. I just elf lives just... matter. Is that too? Elf lives is... matter. Is that insensitive? Hey, maybe we'll. <laughs> That's gonna really stir up the uh, comment section. <laughs> elf, elf lives elf matter. Elf lives matter. ELM movement. Maddie started. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say Maddie started. <laughs> uh, you know, I I just think. You know, are we, you know, are we encouraging the tradition of another, you know, kind of large, powerful white man <laughs> overtaking, you know, Why the, rights, the like, human this... rights of those that are lesser than him in both stature and humans. power? If you go for a dog sled ride, is that different than having... Your Are dogs you pull your sled versus elves and dogs your elves. on the same level? Are you I'm just elves saying. Dogs? Wow. I'm just saying. 
That sounds I, like a man who has no respect for the elf community. I don't understand what you think elves are. are elves like the ones we see in the Lord of the Rings? Are they what we see in the movie Elf? Or Santa Claus? Yeah, that's a good are point. Are they more like what we see in... I got no other examples of yeah, elves. But... <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Certainly all those seem like, yeah, you know, they're sentient. Isn't that funny how you got elves like those in the Lord of the Rings and you got the ones from the like, Christmas movies and they're just so different. Yeah, it's like, I mean... Could you imagine if Legless was making your toys? Well, that's like, just a waste man. of talent. There, that would Absolute be the most secured North Pole ever. Oh, goodness. Okay? Yeah. Those guys would be just <laughs> shooting arrows into everyone who came close. Just killing everybody. Jeez. So anyway, we want to wish everyone Anyways, a Merry Christmas. Hopefully drink lots of eggnog. Yeah, definitely treat yourself to egg Unless you have like heart conditions or hey, diabetes. You're for a good time, not for a long time. high blood Enjoy pressure. Yourself. I mean, unless, I mean, drinking eggnog is a great way to go, I suppose. But, you know, if if none of those things apply, go and crush some nog, okay? <laughs> Definitely go and <laughs> Maybe crush Maybe add a little rum, nog. you know? Rum's, and rum's only nice refer touch. to eggnog this season as nog. Dude. Just always say, got some nog, let's bruh. crush the nog. Can we make that And refer to all your male friends as bruh. Bruh, let's crush the nog. Let's crush some nog, eh, bruh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's good for that uh, that surf culture to reach our eggnog culture, you know? You nice go. combination. Very festive. Very festive. Dude, what kind of, wait, what kind of rum do you put in your eggnog? White rum. White rum? So, like, Bacardi? Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't Bacardi. What kind of, what other companies make white rum? Co-op. <laughs> Co-op rum! <laughs> Bro, do you need money? <laughs> you, you do it right financially that you're drinking co-op rum? I look at every single white label, oh. if that's the right word, and I see who breaks, who makes it, and then I decide whether or not the brewery Dude, or the distillery is good. So co-ops is brewed by or distilled by Minhas Breweries, based out of oh, or distilleries, nice, for the headquarters in Calgary, yeah. but I think it's distilled not in Calgary. Right. But, you know, that's a legit distillery. So I was like, hey, yeah. I'm going to give this a shot. It's good rum. All their stuff, all the co-op brand liquors, hard liquors, are distilled by Minhas in Calgary. Wow. The co-op brand beer is Big Rock out of Calgary, which is a big, popular brewery. Wow. Wow. They kind of did so the I just whole Costco you. thing, eh? I just saved you some money there, you know? No Dude, problem. I don't have co-op liquor here because we live in BC and it is like communism oh, yeah. in our Right, province right, when right. it comes to liquor sales fair enough all uh, right buddy all right man well good to have you back glad you could be here to wish uh wish our fans off into the new year and we'll catch catch everybody later yeah peace out